Welcome to the Petty Party. My name's Brian, and I am joined today by Zach Houston, super awesome friend of the show, friend of mine, in real life friend. We hang out on occasion when he's in town. Uh, he is a super awesome guitarist and singer for Boys Club and Sawyer, uh, and he's actually here today to not talk about music, but to talk about the English Premier League because we're both huge fans, and it's my show, so I'm going to do what I want with it. Zach, what's up? going all right pretty burnt out after a long work week but always a pleasure to be back on the pity party you are uh you're creeping up there in the amount like in terms of like frequent flyer miles except i guess it'd be frequent crier miles we're gonna go with that i like the sign of that <laughs> you uh this is this well, is your I, third I, time on the I, show right i think it might only be my second time but i i write in a lot you write in lots yeah, I think I think I just had the one appearance, but whenever I get the chance, because you guys are on right when I start lunchtime at, at noon out uh, out in Edmonton, so I, I often will fire up my lunch and and heckle heckle his song choices and correct as um, or compliment like when there's some great D tracks finds like the Doughboys a couple of weeks ago was a great great throwback that I haven't I haven't heard. 
in a long time. I I love me some Doughboys, and like the thing is, is I am always. I'm always not struggling. Struggling is the wrong word, but I'm always working towards putting as much Canadian content as possible. The CRTC, not to get too technical behind the curtain, but the CRTC mandates that I play 33% uh, Canadian content at all time. Uh, but uh, I like to strive for like 42%. And uh, yes, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I, I was always curious if the CRTC like regulated your your. Uh, college radio stations as well so yeah we are interesting we're required to play we're required to play 33 percent uh canadian content and 10 percent local content so zach thank you very much zach 10 percent local i'm happy to help with a quota <laughs> yeah I've, but the thing is is i got lots of great local bands to pick and choose from right like i've got you guys i've got um I've got both of your sets of works. I've got Screaming in Traffic. I've got Lake Disappointment. I got the Brotherhood and Co. Who I think are coming in here next week or the week after. Um, so yeah, I got they, loads they, of good. They bands. used to interact with the story or uh, Instagram posts a little more. I've noticed they've been a little less responsive. So I just want to put that out there. Feeling uh, a little neglected by the scene. Is it right possible now. for you to come on here and not call somebody else out? <laughs> I feel like this this one's a, a little more uh, playful than the last. This is just asking a band to like more of my Instagram photos again. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it feels more jovial. Than, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. than, than some of my previous uh, indiscretions. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I do I do love it when you do it because it always provides an interesting twenty four to forty eight hours for me. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like I don't I don't mean anyone any harm, but it, I I, I kind of find, especially amongst local scenes, like how just supportive everyone is. Like it's it's great, but it uh, it's nice to have some some even if it's just manufactured animosity thrown in there. Just <laughs> just someone talk a little smack every once in a while. I don't, I, I never mean anyone any harm, and and I I, I would assume it doesn't come across that way, but. Uh, the monotone vibe can betray me from time to time. <laughs> from time to time. Well, I, I always love having you on anyways, and we're we're here to to uh, talk about the Premier League, the English Premier League, because we are we are both fans. Um, you are a Spurs fan. I am a Wolves fan. Um, and uh, this is the first, like, last season was the first time in a long time that you and I would have been fans of teams in the same league, which is kind of yeah. new. Yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of cool as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't bad to have uh, wolves back in. I mean, they they seem to save their best best matches for Spurs, which oh, not just Spurs. Me, but... Not just <laughs> yeah, Spurs. The whole top, the whole six. top six. Uh, it was God, great because bad, we yeah. we uh, we took out Chelsea twice. We uh, that was huge. Yeah, we drew City once. We beat Arsenal twice. Uh, we tied Liverpool once in league games and then beat them in a cup game. And, uh, that's right. That's right. That was fun. I remember that. We whomped United twice. Um, and then, uh, or no, sorry. We beat United once and drew United once. Uh, and then we decided to lose twice to Huddersfield. So, yeah, you know, Huddersfield <laughs> was a tough relegation for me. Um, I have no real particular allegiance to Huddersfield town and those lads, but, that was a fun-sounding 
group of supporters. Those games were a blast to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, like, I mean, they they tried really hard, which was the important part, right? Like, if you're asking me who would you, like, there were a couple teams I much rather would have had sent down. Like, obviously, like, I would have loved to have seen United and Arsenal go down because we hate them. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, why why is Burnley still a team in the, in the Premier League, right? Like, why do I have to watch Burnley, like, shithouse their way to freaking... One nil wins at Turf Moor for like oh, the God, rest yeah. of the season. Ten behind the ball every time. That's anti football, I believe they were calling it. Right, and like so, oh, I, and I Newcastle, Newcastle, uh, no, the okay. board probably could have used a, a knock on the chin uh, with a with a relegation or something like because they that 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 team's. A, I mean, I agree with you, these days. but I hope it comes in this year and not, and I, and I, I didn't want it to come in last year because Rafa was managing and I love Rafa. That, that that's true. That's that dude true. is a big cuddly teddy bear and I love him <laughs> and I love his football and he's so much fun to watch. And now that it's Steve Bruce, I could care less. Like I hope Castle, sure. I hope Newcastle goes down for sure. So I don't know. Last year it would have been nice to see Fulham go down. It would have been nice to see Burnley go down and it probably would have been nice to see like Bournemouth. Cause like, I've just had enough of Eddie Howe. Yeah. <laughs> I've just had enough of one Edward Howe, like enough. For sure. And, you know, th- this is going to be a roundabout answer. I would have loved a better season from uh, Southampton as well because I wanted Ralph Kruger to get another job because, yes, I did want him coaching in the NHL again, good Winnipeg boy, but I didn't want it to be when the Sabres had a vacant spot because I just have like a, a longstanding issue with the Buffalo Sabres, but I can't right now because I'm such a big Ralph Kruger head. Oh. And I think that's just such a punk move to just keep finessing NHL coaching jobs against like chairman jobs with Premier League teams. Like I don't know anyone in the world who's doing that. That's weird. That's crazy. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. I Southampton's got uh, Southampton's got a really cool uh, manager now, Ralph Hasenhutl from uh, <laughs> from from the Bundesliga, and he plays he plays fun football. I mean, they're not ever going to keep a clean sheet, not ever, but they've got some fun guys. Like, I can't wait to see Redmond and and Danny Engs try to do some stuff. Like, they're gonna they're gonna play attacking football, and it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, fun, fun football is fun. I mean, I, I saw what two draws last year with 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 my boys. Oh yeah, and, I guess uh, that was it. Eh, we had that joke running yeah. for the whole season, and it wasn't until like it felt like April that you guys had your yeah. first draw. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I, I yeah, clean sheets. I, I don't love. I don't care about clean sheets. I just love love three points. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Win or lose. Win or lose. Love three uh, points. Um. So this year it should be it should be just a good time. Like in the Premier League, there's a lot more attacking teams. Two of the uh, of the teams that came up, um, Norwich and Villa, who we hate. Not Norwich. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Norwich. They're whatever. But Villa, I hate, and I hope you hate too. They suck, especially their fans. Oh my God, their fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hope hopefully uh, hopefully the Lily Whites can give them a knock real early. Yes. Well, I mean, you guys Re- have a quick reality check. Week one, right? At home. Yep. In, yeah, Saturday. In Saturday the brand morning. new stadium. In the brand new stadium, yeah. I'm uh, I'm hoping one Mr. Harry Kane pots three. Yeah, I mean, just just health for him is get through game one. It's kind of my hope. But uh, he looked quite good in, in, the, in the pre, in the tune-up matches, that's for sure. Yeah, he has. Uh, I'm like, 
I'm debating right now on my fantasy Premier League team. I have one spot for an 11 million striker, and it's in between him and uh, and Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. And I have not I have not decided. Deadline is tomorrow afternoon. I have not decided which one of them I'm going with yet. Well, if if we're like if we're about to get into shit talk immediately, which of course we are. I'm, I'm happy. Of to course do. we are. Um, yeah, I I'd love to see uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang do it do it again. I'll put the challenge to them. I'm waiting to see them do it twice. I know uh, I know a lot of the soccer world is ready to crown that. Uh, front three already but uh they're good though i mean like they brought in nicholas pepe and that like they their attack is going to be good we were talking about mm-hmm. this the other day that their defense is a shambles you sent me that hilarious post where it was like it was it was going to be the the week one trotted out arsenal lineup and you know it's it's got all all the hits all the love it's got up front it's got um lacazette uh abba sabalos pepe uh, Jaka, Torreira, and then at the back it's God will help us, and then Lena. <laughs> and that's well, and just, pretty much there it. Are so, so many great memes. I mean, one of them was like, like just picture it: uh, Pepe in the shirt, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Lacazette in the shirt, looking at each other, hands on their hips as we've conceded for the fourth time in, in an away game. <laughs> they are and and it's not just it's not just them but Unai Emery is awful away like he's got a bad record crazy. everywhere how bad yeah. he is away um it's but i mean they'll con- they'll score goals that's the thing right yeah. like abba is going to score goals and that attack is going to score a lot of goals and um it's just it's get, I'm not, they're going to yeah, score I'm not goals too- not too nervous about the, the David Louise transfer either, because like Sonny just ate him for breakfast last year, and yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's gonna so their their back four is likely gonna be Monreal on the left, David Louise, uh, Socrates, and the young Mister Ainsley Maitland Niles, and that's still like that's not great. You're still gonna concede. <laughs> still, still gonna concede. Yeah. Still going to concede. Um, so do we want to talk about your entrance and, and like how you started becoming like a Spurs fan and like an EPL fan just in general? Or are we still yeah. in, the, in the mood to just like completely continue to shit talk Arsenal? Yeah, I, I think I think now it's, it's a nice break. to well, we, can, we can get into the, the historical journey because if, if we if we get if we get too deep, there'll be no return here. So, um, yeah, I think. I guess I gotta I gotta owe it all to to my old man. He's been uh, been a soccer guy for uh, as far as I can remember. Um, the biggest the biggest or the, my first memory of, of really getting into it and having some passion for it myself was uh, World Cup '98, uh, France, and. Um, I was pulling hard for France, and I was seven. So, uh, the, my name was, or my name still is Zach, but <laughs> Zinedine Zidane had a name that started with Z, and that was pretty rare in professional sports when I was a kid. So I was pretty, pretty hyped on that. And um, he's my a fun, dad. He was a fun player. Very fun player. He was, and, and, and the, the headbutt absolutely broke my heart. 
<laughs> it was, that was so tough to watch. My dad, my dad likes to root against uh, the Brazilian national team. Oh, was it? It was and against the Italians. The, the, yeah, the headbutt was against the Italians, but it's in '98. Right. Um, it, it was it was anyone from Brazil, so I was I, I was full on the um, full on the France train at the time, and and for the next decade plus, my um, fandom would certainly increase during the World Cup, and especially during the Euro. We loved the Euro, and. Um, uh, and it, it became, I guess, honestly, four or so years ago. Um, I was I was still living, uh, yeah, I was out in Edmonton for law school, and my dad um, was doing some contract work, so he was spending a, a ton of time out in Edmonton. And uh, I'd either I'd either roll out of bed, hungover, or still be rolling into rolling into the house in the, at the wee hours, <laughs> and, he, and he'd be he'd be there watching whoever was on whether it be um yeah whether it be burnley watford or something like that he'd be right into it and then um uh, i i i started started really getting getting it back and um i think as like i've i've been continuing to live in edmonton it's been nice to have something else to bond over like nice to have something to talk about all the time too with him and it's, it's just kind of it's fun like it's still such a niche sport in north america it, it's 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 fun to kind of wake up no one else is really up no one else is really watching sports you're into it and if the game goes poorly you're not really taking any heat you just have to stay off instagram and not look at the, the shit talk pages and whereas like Pulling, pulling for the the Jets out in Edmonton. If a Jets game goes poorly, everyone I know is all over me about it. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so it's it's like almost like a nice private pastime. Yeah, um, I can I can totally vibe with that. Like the only the only connection I have to like other soccer fans, other English Premier League fans, is yourself, and then the uh, the Wolves chat room that I'm a part of. So like, mm. if things go badly for Wolves on a on a Saturday morning, like. I I I don't get it from you, thank goodness. And then like it's all just a bunch of moaning from like other people who are fans of the team. So it's it is nice. I agree. It's a very nice <laughs> private pastime. Now, I mean, the downfall to that is you, you don't you can't share in the successes with anyone either, really. So uh, I hate people anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I I was describing it to to my mate uh, Joe. I wanted to give Joe a quick shout out while I, while I'm thinking about it. Um, he, he like he's a big big basketball guy so comparing comparing it to the the shot the Kawhi shot this year like i had a moment like that like the spurs the, the lucas mora hat trick was uh, like a, a generational spurs experience and i was just pacing around my office because i'd watched it on a or I, I had been watching it on a shitty stream and then i would just had to listen to it on on the the, the app on the radio and like I couldn't get out of work fast enough, and I was ready to ready to party on a Wednesday night. It's like no one else really noticed it happened, and then you see the the highlights on TSN the other day where they're talking about Tottenham beating Ajax. Oh <laughs> yeah, and it's just brutal. Yeah, but as for Spurs, I think uh, it had a lot to do a lot to do with the. Uh, it's a three lions household my dad's a, a three lions guy and 
given how cheap Spurs have been for so long, homegrown talent's been kind of been a staple of, of that that club. So you do see a lot of three lions come through there because they they put so much more into it. Uh, put so much into the academy as opposed to scouting and transferring and things like that. Um, and when I was younger, I know uh, Basement, the, the the band, they talked about Spurs a lot because they're from Ipswich, but they Ipswich has been too garbage forever for them to pull for Ipswich Town, and they were they were Spurs Spurs guys, so that kind of steered me in that direction too, and. I just like the the underdog vibes of it as well. I mean, it's a it's a club that, yeah, they're big six. Yeah, they're a fairly big money club, but they're probably the sixth biggest of the big six, right? Like, it's it's still they're still uh, st- still kind of perennial underdogs. I I don't think I can't remember the last time anyone, no matter how good the, the clubs looked. Uh, going in and saying, "Yeah, Spurs are the team. Look out! Look out for Spurs this year." They did have they did have that one year, except at the very end they they kind of bottled it, and it made way for it made way for the most remarkable sporting moment yeah, in human that's history: right, that's right. the Leicester City title win. I think that's yeah, the only it, time I've ever rooted against Spurs, other than when they're playing Wolves. When I was like, "This is too magical of a moment to like yeah, let it fade." For sure, and I mean, it it, it was it's excruciating to have, to have bottled it like that. But if if there's a story to be a part of that one, that one's okay. And as those words came out of my mouth right now, I can just picture any Arsenal fan anywhere chirping me about taking solace and just being a part of a good football story. Yeah, but like <laughs> Arsenal's been bad for like at least five years, so. I know, man. I know. That's uh, yeah. Let's let's live in the now. Speaking of living in the now, and also combining it with like your love of Spurs being because they are very much a youth academy thing. How do you feel about their heavy transfer business this year? It, I mean, it was exciting. Like it's it's been kind of an identity of you gotta you gotta look inwards to to build this team for so long that you you kind of you console yourself with with adhering to that identity but seeing some of the names they were linked up with i i would be lying if i if i said i wasn't i mean super excited and into it and just refreshing the sky sports uh, live transfer ticker 30 times an hour. You unfortunately didn't get the two biggest names that you that Spurs were linked with. They didn't get Diabala and they didn't get Philip Coutinho, which sucks, but at the same time, you also the Spurs also locked up deals for uh, Giovanni Lo Celso and uh, they also got Ryan Sessegnon, which are I, huge. And I, I have a I have plenty of rants and I could just I might as well just get into it now. Go for so it. Coutinho never really seemed like that was going to happen. It came to out of nowhere, uh, and I did. I, 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 I've like subscribed to the Poch mindset so much. I, I hate the. I hate loans. I hate loans for old guys. I hate spending huge money on things like that. As good of a player as he is, like he's, uh, he's got that vision and he wants to build a young team together. And he's got so many of those pieces. 
It's very infectious. And that was, it's just, it's unlike him to deviate. So that just kind of, that threw me for a loop. And um, I, I wasn't too offended by him turning it down from all I understood is he was looking for some kind of permanent deal that Spurs weren't offering anyways. The Dybala one, we've been we've been uh, texting about all week. All week. Frustrations. So, now I've heard two stories, and both both can be believable because both have very regular villains in my life. So the one story that I heard the most was that they'd agreed to the transfer fee. They agreed to terms with the with the with the kid. And then the image rights were were holding him up, and and one that's the I saw it on the internet, and I I, I can't disagree that that's the spursiest thing Ever. to throw a transfer down, like the one of the few teams to agree with both the team and player, and still not be able to get the transfer. Uh, and two, like that practice is so scummy to to be like have have these corps coming in and, and take advantage of young kids who could use the money and signing them to these outrageous contracts where they don't own their own images and holding up I mean this could have been huge for his career. I mean he's playing behind he's not gonna get much time now in in, in Juve. But um No, especially since they like they've they've brought in some players. I guess moving out Moise yeah. Kane probably probably allows them to play him a little bit more in some different roles, but uh, he's not going to play much. You're right, no. and and it was agreed to. It's absolutely like I'm reading from like some tier one journals, like Graham Bailey yeah. and uh, 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 Fabrizio Romano, that like they agreed, and it fell through because of a combination of uh, imaging rights and Juventus uh, getting cold feet at the last minute. So that was another thing I heard is that they expected Lukaku to come in and fill just fill a, a, a spot and he's going to he's going to enter now. he's going to enter and i mean i i will never need much convincing to um classify juventus as a villain i really do not like that football club so i i would not be surprised if they if it was all them who last minute just kiboshed everything can you imagine being a person who convinces himself that it's a good idea to sell Dybala in order to finance the big donkey Ramon Lukaku like I do I do have a soft spot for uh, Lukaku oh, he's <laughs> so bad he had one good season at Everton but he's got like the worst first touch I've ever seen in my entire Dude. life and he came in like 50 pounds over like not that I care that if United's good but he came in like looking like an actual tank since he joined uh, Everton, when was it, 2014 or whatever, only only uh, Aguero and Harry Kane have scored more than him. Holy and I cow. heard that in passing, so <laughs> quote away. But I mean, I like, had... okay, but that's fair, but how many how many nailed-on, locked-in strikers have been, have been there that long, especially at, like, top six I, clubs, I, right? I, and then that's, I think that's the argument. Right, because... Um, uh, Chelsea lost. Uh, Chelsea lost Diego Costa, and uh, like how like Aubameyang and Lacazette haven't been there for that long. So Agreed. yeah, 
and United United's been just a gong show. Like they they had Zlatan for one year. <laughs> That's right. And I mean, if we're counting quality of goals, everyone's just catching Fernando Llorente, anyways. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I I almost I almost had a conniption and I wanted to send it to you, but I I double checked and it wasn't like a particularly reliable source. But there was uh, there was talk for half a minute that uh, that United was going to sign you. I saw that. I saw that. And I was like, oh, Zach's going to lose it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I resemble the entirety of the Spurs fan base that uh, he's polarizing within me. Like, <laughs> he's so old. He's so slow. He's, there's just nothing about him that makes sense. But the the huge moments he had for Spurs last year were it was insane. Like, like the amount of texts like, I sent you where I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, Urante's gonna come in in the seventy fifth and score off his rear end in the eighty second. <laughs> like and, and it looked exactly like that. Yeah, so so that the uh, the city goal was exactly that. And even just things like Pressuring Delict on the on the big uh, big Lucas goal in the in the Ajax game, like if that's not him, Delict's just winning that header, and, and I'm crying. But um, I'll miss him. Yeah, I don't know where. I don't know what's gonna happen to him now. Who? Okay, so like I, from from preseason, Spurs have been playing. Uh, Spurs have been playing a, a four. Four two diamond, mm-hmm. which is like I think it works. I kind of like it, and but it's also kind of like interesting. Like I'm interested to see about how it works out in total, right? So they're going to start off the season because Sonny is, I don't know, Suspended. he's red carded for that awful yeah. whatever he did at the end of the season. Um, Lucas has outplayed him to this point. So, and with Deli Alley out for the foreseeable future, right? Like they're going to mm-hmm. start ostensibly. We're in theory. You're in theory going to start with Harry Kane and Lucas up top. Yeah. And then it's probably it's probably going to be uh, Erickson to start out in the ten role. <laughs> okay, we haven't talked about that yet either, which I completely forgot about. I've been like I've been looking at this team uh, since I was quite certain that uh, Lacelso is coming and 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 Cessna is coming. I was looking at the team. I'm like, there is still a huge Erickson shaped hole in this lineup, and I had just been so certain he was gone. So <laughs> the fact that he's still on the team is like, oh, that's kind of cool. Christian Erickson's still there world-class midfielder yeah and he's gonna he's gonna play and that's where he's gonna play the 10 in theory yeah i mean that's what you you have to figure and have to hope especially if you're a spurs fan and then the two that fallen behind him in the in the midfield you're thinking probably very likely sissoko and lakelso and then you've got Ntange and dombele doing the water carrier role Right? Yeah. That's... Yeah, they want him they want him box to box. They want him to do it all. What 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 uh, Dembele was for them prior. Yeah. Which is weird that their names are so similar. So like we went when we originally um, tried to do this podcast, we went from not having an idea about how the Spurs were going to play to having an exact idea about how the Spurs are going to play sure. and kind of liking it too. I'm reading some Winksy over Sissoko. 
That's that's and a mistake. Hey, that is a mistake. This this year, mark my words, I, I'll come back on this on this show at, in April and the Harry Winks coming out party. I'm calling it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> we gotta have some sort of we gotta have some sort of bet on this because like I that is a mistake. Harry Winks is Harry Winks is a mistake over Musa Sissoko. The kid, the kids, kids hey. been doing something special in preseason. Hey. And I implore you, this is going to be a little out there uh, or a little off topic, but I implore you to find a handsomer Premier League player right now. A Oof. more handsome Premier League player, let me rephrase. Kid is uh, quite easy on the eyes. I, I am very partial. Now, this is, this is, I mean, I mean, he is very easy on the eyes. I'm going to agree with you. I just did a little bit of Google search, but I am, <laughs> I am uh, also incredibly partial to. There, there are three players that I like quite a bit. Uh Aguero is a very handsome individual. Uh, he is, he's so handsome. Um, I think that uh, I think Raúl Jiménez is also incredibly yeah. handsome. And last but not least, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the Egyptian god Mohammed Salah and his big, yeah, big Mo- froofy Mo- hair. Mohammed, Mohammed, he's, I, I, I'm, yeah, he's, he's got a great set of hair. He's got a pretty, um, uh, pretty infectious smile. Yes. But, yep. Uh, I think I think Wink, Winks his whole package, man. All right. All right. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So. The thing with Sissoko, and and I'm a I'm a huge Musa man myself. I mean, what he did last year, the Rags Sarisha story was was pretty crazy. But I know there's some worry that last year was the outlier, and the previous four years were the real Musa Sissoko. And I mean, Tangai and him play somewhat similar games, albeit Tangai has. 50 times the touch Musa has. I, I don't know. Yeah, Winksy's had a good year. <laughs> we'll, 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 it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> it'll be fun to watch. I mean, Spurs, up until today, I would have said Spurs are by far and away the clear third best team in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know that that's necessarily true anymore after everything that Arsenal did. I mean, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the of the David Luiz move, but they also got Kieran Tierney. Yeah, which I think is a which I think is a big deal, also. And like, still, like bringing in Nicolas Pepe is like awesome, and 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 um, Cabellos is also like that's a big deal. I, yeah, I, I think that's a big it's, deal. It'll it'll the the midfield is it went from a position of weakness for Spurs to I think a position of strength because. Eric Lamella is a solid football player. Been playing some great, great ball uh, at the start of this year. Um, I mean, I think Victor Wanyama's passed it, but if he has any semblance of what he used to be, I think he's still uh, still a decent player. I mean, Eric Dyer's got to rediscover himself, but that was once quite a good football player. Uh, and keep an eye out, like, he's not going to make much headlines, but keep an eye out for young Oliver Skip. He played very sparingly as an 18-year-old last year, and you gotta, the kid, the kid's got no fear, and, and he's, uh, he'll, he'll be fun to watch. They got a good team. You have a good team with a, uh, lot, of, with a lot of depth, and you're going to be playing Champions League football, and they're going to need it, 
but yeah, I don't know. I like Spurs. I think they're going to have a good season this year. I do. I've seen. I've also seen uh, George, Kevin, uh, and Kudo uh, twice, and he has set up game-winning uh, balls with crazy crosses in the two games he's played. So watch him. Watch him to get three minutes uh, this season and uh, have three assists. And for the first time in a long time, Harry Kane is healthy and rested. Harry Kane's healthy. I think the the, the forwards were quite comfortable with. A healthy Harry Kane is obviously. I mean, he was what was he tied for third in Golden Boot last year, and he missed two thirds of the season. It felt like. I th- uh, think so. Let me just double yeah, check was, on that. He was top five. I was pretty sure. Um, Sonny, what can you say about Sonny? Double-footed threat, happiest guy in football. Um, what a savior he was last year during injury trouble. Um, Lucas Moura's playing in Champions League and this year like he's figured out Premier League. I mean, he's he's so valuable, though, whether you just you start him or bring him in. He's not really a 90-minute guy, but he's so quick that that pace – can cause problems as long as he's using it and he's still with the first team as of right now but troy parrott have you heard of this kid at all i haven't he's an irish kid from the academy he's just turned 17 uh he's he's their prized phenom prospect he's a monster giant kid and um i watched him in a couple of the the uh and in the preseason recaps and from all accounts it's there's no reason he shouldn't be on the first team the only thing keeping him from it is that he's 17 and that's just weirding everyone out that he's so ready but he's he's uh certainly there's no sense in having him in the youth team anymore yeah i mean like there's a player like that on wolves right where last year he was 17 and some change um Morgan Gibbs White, and they brought him yeah, up, yeah. and and he played, and he was remarkable. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah. He's a very good player, for sure. So, so now we we can we can get to the weird part of the of the club. Um, defense is going to be odd, isn't it? Um, kind of like now that they brought Sess in, it's pretty solid, right? It's the Belgian t- uh, towers of tear in the middle, Jan Vertonghen and Toby Adeverald. Yeah, and, then, with, and and Davidson Sanchez, I'm predicting a step forward. Kid looked pretty solid last year, and I keep forgetting he's like 21. Yeah, he's really young, so he'll figure yeah, it out. He's raw, and, and and the tools are there. He'll figure it out. Uh, and but, then Cesc has got to be the le- is he's it's got to be his left back job to lose, right? His left back job to lose. That's honestly like a pretty deep spot on the team because they didn't end up selling Danny Rose and. So think, you still got Ben got Davis of, too, right? Still got Ben Davis too. Yeah. So the left side, and I know there's been some talk about Sessnian uh, uh, taking some 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 reps further up on the left side and then more of a left wing than a, than, a, than a wing back, oh. more of an offensive role. I don't mind it. I still think he's not. Yeah pacey enough but uh yeah so the thing with him is i've only ever so i didn't watch a ton of fulham last year so i, I this is all they were awful you didn't miss anything red yeah but i've only ever seen people say 
questions about his pace in the Premier League or this kid is a speed machine. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be interesting to one see. or the other i guess one or the other yeah maybe I'm, he's just I not mean, pacey enough to be a wing back yeah you don't need to be as pacey to be a winger as long as you're clinical yeah it'll, it'll be interesting now the the biggest sore spot on the whole club to start is is on the right side r.i.p uh, your boy trips yeah and i <laughs> i take so much anyone who this is the only thing I really take a lot of shit for from anyone who watches soccer Trips is my boy he's my favorite player I've talked to you about this before he's awful he's he's, he's the biggest like lad oh in yeah football he's out of anyone that looked like he just had a good Sunday league pickup game it got called up he's the guy like he his, the way he dresses his shitty little haircut like but, I mean, most chances created. His haircut's right awful. Back spot oh my god! Can we talk more? Yeah. Really? Yeah, dude. Even more than Trent? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Tr- well, Trent's because I think Trent's came when it mattered at the end of the season where he really found it. So I, I think I think Trent left more of the impact, but the. Trips just doesn't defend very well. <laughs> no, and it's because he doesn't really. Again, like you want to talk about someone, he doesn't have the pace to both bomb up the wing and then get back to defend. Exactly, but when when he's up there, oh, when they're fun. when they're yeah. when they're pinning teams in, he's good because yeah. he just whips in these really hard crosses that dip at the right time and find their way right under Harry Kane's face. And, in, and he's, a pretty, he's a solid set piece guy as well. Yeah, but I think like, okay, so that creates problems because I think that he is a worse set piece guy than Christian Eriksen. And, I agree. And he took away set pieces last year from Eriksen. And I think that was, I thought that was a problematic thing for Spurs. Yeah. Um, I'll miss him. <laughs> I'll miss him regardless. But what we're dealing with right now is uh, so Juan Foyth, natural center back, has been. Or some people call him Foyt, but I mm. cannot say Foyth. Um, he in the in Copa America, he's unbelievable uh, for Argentina on the right back spot, and and he looked, from all accounts, looked quite comfortable there. And um, he's a kid can dribble. Kid's got a good first touch. No real. I have no no real idea of what he's like crossing the ball when he gets up the pitch, but I think with the state of the left side, that might be more of a focus right now. Yeah. But um, he's hurt till September. And uh, from all I've read is Poch told Serge Aurier he has no real use for him. Oh, my goodness. So, so that leaves... Kyle Walker-Peters, KWP, baby. Kyle Walker-Peters. <laughs> Two assists against Newcastle. So I'm putting him in my fantasy team then, right? I mean, the kid has got... Spurs are going to keep clean sheets. I mean, that's how you yeah. get points in fantasy, right? Yeah. Like, I don't care if he's going to whip crosses in. Like, he, if they keep clean sheets, that's all that matters to me. Kid's got pace. Kid's got a good first touch. Kid's got a great dribble. Defending... Who knows? Why would they bring I, in Surge if if there's no place for him? I don't. Hmm. Poch, what are you doing? 
Serge's Serge is, I, I'm not a I'm not a Serge fan. He had a he had a bit of a domestic scrape last last mm, year. Mm. Um, char- so it puts char- him, puts him on the same list as like Marcus Alonso. Exactly. Charges were dropped and everything, but I I, I do not love that at all. I yeah. Like. No, I I don't I don't deal with that. I don't deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's 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 a real quick way to to lose my respect and uh, i i don't if you're a serge aurier fan i i don't i wouldn't hold my breath uh on many touches in the first first half um i know there were some late bids to to buy him and spurs were certainly interested in letting that happen so i i would not be surprised at all if he's gone come january where where do you think um where do you think uh the spurs finish um, I was I was at a point where with all the transfers I was going to say second place. <laughs> right, if they had gotten David, if they bought gotten I, both Coutinho and and Diabala, then like, yeah. yeah, they're 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 better than Liverpool at that point. But they yeah, didn't. I, I, so I I think it's a third place club. Now, in keep in mind, like the way Spurs, sorry, the way the way Pool and City played last year. That is a tough place to, tough pace to follow up. Like that is some pretty. So I don't think Pool is that good, but I think City is. I think yeah. City can do that again, but I don't think Pool can keep that up. We've seen enough flashes from Trent this off season to know that he is not a good defender, and anybody who is a good winger on that side is going to steal his lunch money every single yeah. game. And that's that becomes problematic, I think, for them. As good as as Virgil is, as good as VVD is, like your other your other center back is still Joe Gomez or Joel Matip, <laughs> yeah. which is problematic. And and, and I, I I got nothing but respect for Virgil. But oh, he's so good. That was a year where he made no mistakes. That is gonna be real hard to to duplicate. Yeah, as as good as he is, right? Like as even, good as he is, like that was a, he had a perfect season. Yeah, and that's going to be tough again. I um, agree. And they had, if you think of the balances that that pool had last year, like, I'm thinking Pickford's weird final minute balls going over the crossbar. And oh, and then Origi with the weird header. Yeah, yeah, and then and Hugo just absolutely botching a last minute corner or whatever it was or he just slapped it a, a slow ball in and then he just slapped into toby's toby's shins and that's another thing that i i feel like could go in spurs favor hugo led the league in goals off an air by such a substantial margin last year but but he was so good at the same time. There was no in between. There was no like a okay game by Hugo. He was either a nightmare or he was phenomenal. And I I expect him to tighten up. He just had a weird year for that. I mean, in the World Cup final, he had a he had that one goal where he just I what did he what did he do? Did he toss it off the, the Croatian forward or he booted off him something? something he had silly. a there was a lot of good goalkeepers that had weird years. Like David De Gea yeah. was all over the place weird Except as well. Except that right? one game against Spurs. You do you remember that one? Where he was out of his mind? Oh my goodness. I it's like I, we were actually I, having real questions <laughs> about how bad David De Gea is, right? Like, is he no longer <sighs> a top ten goalkeeper? And then like he's just what was it, ten saves, twelve saves? Stupid. Yeah. Because double digits for sure is insane. Um, so yeah, I, I I think they're third. 
Um, I think Arsenal I just, probably I, falls in fourth then because those, and those four teams are way yeah, better, I, way better than I, Chelsea and way better than United. Agreed. United's Chelsea, a dog show right now. Nobody knows how good Ole is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea, I think... I, I don't envision an okay season for Chelsea. I envision a surprisingly good... Um, a, a surprisingly good season or a, a pretty so, trying season for them. Think about this. Who are who are the two managers out of the 20 in the Premier League who have the least qualified CV to be managing a Premier League team? It's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Fat Frank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's bonkers. Like, even <laughs> yeah. Steve Bruce is better. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I mean... I think there's a couple clubs that are knocking hard on the door for Everton and Leicester are both right there. I love words right out of my mouth. I the Moise Keen. Love yeah. that move. I love that move. Richarlison's gonna be one year better. They know what they have yeah. with Siggy. Like they know what they got with Lucas Dean and Seamus Coleman now. Like they are they're gonna be they're gonna be dynamite this year. I mean, and, yeah, they're and, still and, Everton, but Pick Pickford had a weird year too. Like he he definitely had a World Cup hangover. And I mean, at the Nations Cup, he looked like he was fully back on track. Man, he—I uh, uh, gotta say—I enjoyed that that hangover because Wolves' first game back in the Premier League was against uh, was against Everton in Mr. T Rex arms, and uh, Ruben Neves put in an absolute worldy free kick right past his little tiny arms, and that made me really happy. <laughs> the Spurs had a six six two. Was it six two? Yeah, six two went against him over Christmas time, which was great too. Have you ever seen uh, This Is England? I haven't. It's it's a great English movie that I'm not gonna get into the plot because it'll. I, I, there, there's a couple rants I have to make about it, but uh, the young protagonist. You gotta look up the young protagonist in This Is England, and he just looks like Jordan Pickford. Man, as, a, as an eight-year-old, this is me not saying like I don't dislike Jordan Pitt, Pickford, right? Like, uh, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Sunderland, and you know that's where he's from. So I I have a soft spot. I have a and and I don't mind England. Like if I'm not if Iceland's not anywhere right. near that's contention, it, yeah. I, I I'm okay with England. So yeah, I don't mind Pickford. I got no problem with picks. Um, I love how he went back to Sunderland and got into a brawl last year. <laughs> Love that. Like, could you, you could just easily picture him and, and trips rolling around the entire country <laughs> of England, just getting in bar fights. Yeah. I pay for that Netflix show. Shitty gold chains, <laughs> eating a, eating a, a cottage pie at the pub and just getting in brawls. I that's could, something, that's something I forgot to mention too. When I was talking about like my, my, uh, soccer upbringing and i mean we've we've been alive for the primes of of rooney messi and uh uh and and ronaldo i i love what messi can do on the pitch and respect how much he keeps out of the spotlight off the pitch um i i think ronaldo's a complete loser uh, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm not even going to get into his, his criminal criminal stuff, but just his just the attitude and, and the vibes. And then Rooney, to me, was like such an hilarious, such a hilarious 
role model because I mean Ronaldo's Ronaldo's rolling in the Playboy Mansion. He's got a posse of twenty five people. He's his haircut costs ten thousand dollars. And I, I went to the to the to England when I was sixteen. So, no, seventeen. And you you just see the tabloid stories about Rooney in a in a like an Everton hoodie <laughs> riding his bike to the pub, buying everyone around, getting into fights with people, just like the least prima donna seeming guy ever he was just football football and and a lad too for such a good player oh yeah and like i i listened to this really funny podcast called uh, the mls uk show and it's these two guys from the uk who are huge mls fans for whatever reason i don't know but uh they get the really good interviews and they got an interview with like the pr manager from dc united who was also like wayne rooney's driver and like when they brought Rooney in, one of the one of the things that they specified was like you cannot drive yourself because we're afraid you're gonna get in too much trouble. <laughs> well, I mean, he got into, he got arrested at the airport. Yep. for drunken disturbances. Um, I can't. Yeah. He's back in England, and I can't wait. It's oh, God, so yeah. good. It's so good. He's gonna be going to Derby, and I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna try to watch as much. So, so what is it? Derby, Derby gets Derby gets sort of fat Frank because Chelsea poaches him, and they just bring in Rooney to be both like a midfielder and a coach. And it's like, yes, this is what I needed in my life. I mean, I I, I was so shocked and and so happy. And I mean, I I don't think he loved it. I mean, I'm sure the money was nice in DC. I'm sure. Like being in some sort of spotlight was 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 cool, and and I, he probably thought he was he would rather kind of just disappear from the England scene instead of play as his skills deteriorated. But I, I'm not surprised at all that he he's missing English football. Like he he was English football for so long. He's so synonymous with it. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if he's signing one year deals. And eventually playing in what's the the national championship? What's that? Is that the fifth division or whatever? Vanarama League, yeah. With with Chesterfield. Oh my goodness! No, he signed to be a um, he's a, a, a player, player coach. coach. Yeah, but like, I I just I, I could see him trying it for like a couple matches and saying, "No, I gotta get out there." And and, and him playing in, in some and yeah, just in some bush league. But he's playing too. Like they sign him as both. Yeah. So like, can you imagine? Like, he, there's no. First of all, he's taking every single pen, penalty. Oh, absolutely. Every single penalty, it's on his foot, and he's never subbing himself out unless he <laughs> unless he wants to hit the pub early. Yeah, yeah. If he runs out of steam, maybe, and even then, he might just float. How stay just onside? How do you think? How do you think that's he's gonna manage that, right? Like, is he gonna just like start making like weird hand signals, or just like make like a flyby to his assistant manager and be like, "Hey, this is who this is who we're subbing," because you know, just like the one guy who makes like a bad pass or steals like a goal from him, like immediately gets subbed. Like, how is this gonna work? I, I'm so I'm so curious. I I, I can't wait. I'm gonna watch so <laughs> many derby matches because of this. Oh, me too. And that's Stupid. the thing with with those. Those smaller leagues in England, like I can't, I followed uh, Sunderland so much closer than I ever would have cared to do because of uh, oh, what's it called again? This is our I, I die? Sunderland till I die. Yeah, till I die. Yeah, that got me so hyped on that club. 
and they. I know, like you I can't wait on the podcast and everything. Like, oh you yeah, are, you are you are a full on fanatic. I'm but, in on them. Yeah, and like, like the um, they're so bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're so but screwed if you look, too. Look at the interest in 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 uh, Derby now from people who who wouldn't can have considered watching championship football next year. Like immediately people are talking about that team. Oh yeah. 10 times more than before. It's great. I think it's yeah. fantastic. And I think it's a really good thing for football in general to have these guys that are just like that, that are, that are bringing all these kinds of interest to it. It's great. I think it's, well, I, I mean, if you could deal. bring money to the club that you put back into the club that you can get you promoted, that can bring more money into the club. I mean, Money still ru- uh, still runs the game, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Man, uh, it's crazy. I hope that Derby get promoted because I want to see, I want to see it oh, so badly. I want, I want to see freaking Wayne Rooney being the absolute <laughs> lad that he is on Derby, attempting to dodge relegation. Like this is what I need in my life. <laughs> That'd be so great. Um, and I don't. I I wanted to. Um, I know we're we're getting all over the map, but we 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 talked Everton a bunch. But um, uh, Lester, even losing Slabhead, that that team's got. Some I don't talent. think they lost Slabhead. Like, let's be honest. Like they, the Slabhead isn't Harry Maguire is not on their team anymore. But they also have a big eighty-five million dollar wad of money, which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Because if Slab had Harry Maguire's worth eighty-five million, then like, what the heck? <laughs> I have I since the World Cup, I completely drank the uh, Harry Maguire Kool Aid, <laughs> like, and and uh, agreed that is a lot of money. I I just love that guy so much, and I hope the best for him everywhere, and I hope people can divorce the, the the transfer fee a little bit from him and united and give him a chance although that that as i said that allowed that sounds very unlikely um i mean but, he's he's gonna be playing center back like he's there immediately they're starting center back over phil oh, jones sure. right like like yeah. the back pairing has got to be lindelof and and slabhead now right yeah and they're be- they're but like the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, Zach, and hear me out. <laughs> I was on the internet the day after they made that transfer, right? And someone mm-hmm. was talking about how now United have the best defense in the Premier League because they added <laughs> the best right back in the Premier League, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Ooh, I'm a, I forgot about AWB. Who's, Huge fan of that. He's great, but he's not the best right back in in the league. He's not. I wouldn't well, who even. Who is now that trip's gone? Oh my god! Uh, so players that I, I I would rate above AWB probably probably Trent, probably Seamus Coleman, probably yeah, yeah. probably Matt Doherty on the on Wolves, and 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 six months you'll be saying Kyle Walker Peters probably Kyle Walker Peters. <laughs> uh, I think yeah AWD, AWB did some cool stuff last year. Um, He's really but, he's a really good defender, but like yeah. I just don't know if he's gonna. I don't I don't know if he's offensive enough to fit in with a scheme in United that's gonna require him to be more offensive. Yeah, because he's he's great with the ball in the first half, and he'll get you that pass. But yeah, I agree, it's 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 a different league now, right? You're not just lobbing it up to huge strikers anymore. Yeah, I mean, like you're not getting the ball and, and hoofing it up to Zaha and 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 Batshuayi and Benteke. Like yeah. you're, you're actually, you're going to have to track forward and you're 
gonna have to track back. And I, I don't doubt that he's got it in him. I just haven't seen it yet. For sure. And, and uh, yeah, and so they were talking about how like they have like the best defense in the Prem now because they got AWB and they got quote unquote a top three center back in the Premier League in Harry Maguire, and that is a stretch too far. And I'm already sick of United fans. Yeah, he's good, but <laughs> he's top good. three is that's a stretch, man. In a league, in a league that Virgil Van Dyke, Iermic Laporte exist, in a league that both yeah. Vertonghen and Adarverald exist, I think I think they sometimes wash each other out uh, in terms of hype because they're. So synonymous with each other and so steady. I think sometimes those two get lost in the shuffle because people just but they're good. Look to the yeah, they're 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 phenomenal players. They're they're good and they're steady. And like in yeah. there, we we still exist in a league where where Zuma exists. We still exist in a league where where Willy Bali exists. Like yeah. like I just don't. I just can't get on board. I cannot get on board with like Slabhead being the third best center back in the league. I can't. He's good. He's good, but he's not top three uh, good. No, I think I think it'll make. I I do think it'll be a net positive impact that he makes on the club. Um, how much what that actually does remains to be seen because there's there that's a team that's just putting out from one fire to the next. Really, like they're well, they, not taking any steps in the right direction. They didn't. Just, they uh, didn't go out and assess anything other than their defense which i guess is maybe a step in the right direction but they sold lukaku and so now they're relying for strikers on rashford tony gloves and (laughs) (laughs) anthony marshall and mason greenwood which is like that's scary right i'm not i'm not wrong to think that that's like scary like rashford's good i like him and i like tony gloves i think he's also good but like that's and i yeah i do think rashford is due for another level like a breakout even further than than he he's had i think the kid i think he got so far inside his own head last year um because if you look i mean you i'm sure you've seen the memes uh england rashford versus oh yeah um, versus oh. united rashford it's it's they're different stories and 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 i'm the way he plays for for country like it's not just because he's got uh, Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling beside him, like he's doing things with the football that he just doesn't have the confidence to do at Old Trafford. But yeah, no, agreed. So um, I don't and, know, and I do think Leicester has got the two of the most underrated players that are won't be underrated at the end of this year. Uh, James Madison, kids, kids, unbelievable. Um, most chances, most chances created in the league last year, if my memory serves me correct. That is correct. And uh, uh, Ben Chilly Chilwell, I am such a fan of that kid. On oh, the he's left side. he's good too. Look, oh, I he's, love he's everything Lester did this this off season. Yeah. Everything they went out and they got they got they they made sure that they signed uh, Eric Tillemans to yeah, long term, yeah. which is huge. And yeah. so now, and and they went out and got Iosi Perez, who is also amazing. That guy and banged James, in so many goals. Jamie Vardy's no slouch. No, of course. And so, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I, I I might be overreacting, but like they have a they have a setup that that is good enough to get them in the sort of point range that ended up winning them the league. It won't win them the league this year, 
you know, like the, you can't win the league with with City being City. You can't win the league with eighty points, but eighty yeah. points is enough to to eject them out of that middle group into that top six conversation. And mm. I think they can do it. And I think Everton's that good as well. Agreed. So yeah, I I, I just think that like you've got eight teams, you've got a a, t- a, t- a tier of one at the very very top, which is City, and there's nobody even close. And then yeah. you've got an, another. You got a group of two, or maybe you got a group of three in Pool, uh, Spurs, and Arsenal. And then you got another group of four underneath that of four really good teams that I like. Yeah, if I can just rant about City for a quick sec. Absolutely. I mean, I often don't even really consider them when I'm thinking about <laughs> EPL because they're so far ahead of everyone. And anytime you get excited about your own club where you're like, oh, you know, like Eric Lamella coming off the bench, solid player. Uh, Lucas Mora coming off the bench, solid player. Then he looks like, oh, yeah, Leroy San- Sané is coming off the bench. Well, not anymore. Oh, yeah. But uh, De Bruyne is not playing that much. They're being real easy with his, with his in- injury. Like the guys that they're pulling off their bench is just – that team's so deep. He Bernardo, is Bernardo Silva's so good. Yeah, I mean KDB. I think personally is the best is the best midfielder on the planet. Yeah, and like he barely played last year because he was hurt, and it's like all of a sudden it's well, like I oh, didn't need him. <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't didn't need him, and uh, now it's like okay, cool. Now here comes KDB, right? And they've got yeah. David Silva, Bernardo Silva. They've still got um, they still got lad of the year Phil Foden. That's right. Phil Fernandinho is still really awesome. They brought in Cancelo this year, which That's is right. still yeah. bonkers. And, um, and Walker and Stones are still quality players. So I don't know. So, okay, here's the thing. I don't know that Stones is going to play that much because Pep has this weird, weird, bald, fraudy love affair with Nicholas Otamendi, which is diabolical because Nicholas Otamendi is the worst center back in football. Yeah. Like, they have Riyad Mahrez on the bench just doing nothing. <laughs> Riyad, right. Riyad, I was the literal best player in an actual Premier League season. Mahrez is just on the bench doing nothing except holding himself. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, Pep's got great style, though. He does have great style. I watched a little video about the evolution of his style. It's remarkable. Um, Pep's, Pep's once he once once he leaned into the baldness. Yeah, once he leaned um, into the baldness and the fraudness. Yeah, he uh, he's a very very handsome man. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, I don't like how much abuse Kyle Walker's been taking online about going bald. Yeah, I don't. There's too much I, of that, I, right? Like, I think it works for a lot of guys, right? Like, uh, yeah. like David Silva went from looking like he was a member of MCR to being a very handsome, bald-headed man. <laughs> That's right. And I personally think Kyle Walker is the funniest athlete on the face of the planet. You just, you're, you're just any any guy who has ever played for for the England national team. I bet dude, you, I, love, I, I bet you, you team. have an Andy Hinchcliffe poster just like on your ceiling, dude. <laughs> No, but have you seen any of his his off the pitch stuff? I can't say that I have. Dude, I'll send you some links. Okay, you will you will be in stitches. He's, okay, but he's so sharp, so witty, so funny. Okay, he's the funniest athlete 
on the planet. Okay. Well, we've, we've been at this for an hour and 10 minutes. We've still got mm, probably another 20 minutes we can spend. Let's let's get in. Let's let's talk a little bit. We spent a lot of time talking about the top six, a lot of time talking about Spurs. Uh, uh, how uh, Would you be okay talking about some Wolves with me? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know as much about the Wolves, but I just like to keep an eye on them because they did – me so many favors last year. Oh, they did everybody favors except themselves. And I guess they technically did they did Huddersfield a favor. Yeah. <laughs> Two favors. Yeah. So they they were bad to start off the season last year and mostly because mostly because they hadn't quite sorted out their midfield situation. They had brought in a beefy lad, Lander Dendonker, who is a beautiful human being who I love with all my heart. Who kind of did you ever watch Ed Ed Nettie as a kid? Oh, I I remember it, but I I not well enough. I don't I don't think I really watched much. No. Okay, well, I mean, go go look up how how they run, right? <laughs> like, go look how they run, and like Double D runs really strangely, like with his arm, like his fists basically at his nipples, but like his elbows out and like straight upright, and just like pumps his legs really quickly. That's how Leander Dendonker runs. But like once they got that sorted out and it was <laughs> him and Neves sitting back and Moutinho out front and like moved Jota up to play with Jimenez, things like really started clicking and they started playing really nice, beautiful attacking, like counterattacking football. And they made some nice moves this this window. They brought in Patrick Catrone, who is uh, a youth strike, like a young 21-year-old striker from AC Milan, who mm-hmm. I love. I was watching Wolves won to uh, the the day I'm recording this on Thursday. Wolves won a Europa League game today, and huge, he, yeah, back on the continent. Yeah, he put uh, he put in a shift. He came in in the 65th minute and put in a shift of work and won a penalty and looked really good. And like I still I still rate Jota. I still rate Jimenez. Um, they found a spot for Adama Traore, who is like my biggest man crush. Like he is the most buff human being on the face of the planet and i love him and uh they found a spot for him at right back so i'm looking at a photo of him right now and like the veins in his biceps claims he doesn't and and has not ever worked out a day in his life i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not sure i believe that (laughs) but he's got a very nice set of hair and very huge legs uh (laughs) And very big biceps, and very big pectorals. Uh, any anybody who's interested in in the male human body should definitely look him up. <laughs> and a couple things. But first, I just I I've never been on the Wolves website before. I'm checking it out right now because I wanted to see these pipes. And on the first team list, they just have a quote that says. Every fortnight, I become the best of friends with 28,000 people. And the quote is attributed to Wolves fan. Not <laughs> even like not even like an actual human being. Yeah, just no, it's not, not like Wolves not fan. Like, like Phil Campbell, season ticket holding Wolves fan. Just, I mean, okay, so what is <laughs> keep, in, keep in mind that, that Wolves are the next city because we are run by Chinese overlord Fosun. And Jeff Shy, and so like they probably, probably don't know how that stuff works. <laughs> I'm gonna be a little bit honest. Like they probably they know how to work websites really well, but I, I'm, 
I'm not sure they had know how to like. <laughs> like all right, we put we let's put this filler quote in late now, and you'll you'll put the real quote in later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they uh, wolves. So I was reading like a burning question for every Premier League team coming this year. Okay. Uh, wolves' question was. Um, is Europa League a blessing or a curse? Because it's it's curse. done some damage to some other some other clubs. It's a curse. Sure. If you, if you take a look at like a lot of other good clubs who made Europa League from the seventh spot, it does damage. There is an yeah. actual real thing. Like I am already looking at their schedule, freaking out. So they played today, and then they get to play Leicester, or sorry, yeah, they get to play Leicester on Sunday. Like oh. they have to fly in from Armenia. And then oh, yeah, turn that's the thing. And the then turn around is so bonkers. and play Leicester. And then next <sighs> week, next week they get to play. They get to play the same Armenian team at home. Now they won today four nil on the road. So hopefully they just trot out the U twenty threes and say yeah. screw it. But I don't know. Nuno's kind of insane. I love him, but he's an evil mad scientist, and I don't have no idea what he's thinking at any moment in time. And it's crazy. Uh, and as a result, like he could just trot out the actual for real team. I don't know. And then like, that's, that's bad <laughs> because they have to turn around and play again on the weekend and they get to, they get to go and just get potentially, potentially absolutely reamed by United on Monday. I yeah. have, that's bad. And if they win that, then they get to go. They get to go play a uh, a home and home against Torino, who's like a for real sees good Italian squad again yeah. in the middle of the week, and that's scary. And Nuno likes small squads, and so we don't really like we don't have a proper rotation. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's scary. Well, and so I've I've. Unjustifiably so, been like a real Champions League snob since Spurs have been able to be a part of it for the last while. Oh yes, of course. So when when uh, Danny uh, when uh, Sabellos went to Arsenal and Spurs were after him, he's like, oh, it's it's about the shirt and it's about playing Champions League football. It's like Arsenal's not even in Champions League football, yeah, you dude, clown. Yeah. Yeah, talk that shit while we're having a, a, a nice leisurely stroll to the Netherlands while you're you're playing a Wednesday game and or uh, sorry a, a Thursday game in Belarus. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm like I'm happy for Wolves. I'm proud of them. Also, they don't get enough credit for how how they played. Like how far up the table they were last finished year. finished seventh in the first year out of the championship which like, is like that's insane the best in a really long time yeah the best in a really long time which is awesome well, and they, yeah and they were they were in a, a team that with the way everton played last year and how inconsistent leicester was like they were a team that i, I think was circled on the calendar for a lot of the top six being being more more stressful than than any other game because they just they came to play they're just giant giant slayers last year i mean yeah i mean they're really they're really good on the counter uh jimenez and joda are both great they're both very good at hold-up play very smart wise passers ruben neves is maybe the best midfield passer i've seen since medzit otzel 
like he's his vision is remarkable and like Jean Moutinho is still like he he might be the best player to ever put a wolf shirt on Mm-hmm. And 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 so like you got all these really great players. You have a solid backline that was static throughout the entire season, pretty much. You, but that kind of injury luck isn't going to happen again this year. People are going to get well, hurt. What will be nice? So uh, I think we'd be we'd be remiss not to touch on the uh, all all Canadian television Premier League right, rights next year. So it's it sucks to have to buy a, another streaming service, but it will be nice not to not to have all the games you get to watch decided for you. Yeah, I mean there were Wolves got on TV like a lot, but there was definitely a couple times where you know I would not check the schedule like a dummy and then wake up pretty much right on time for the game and then realize that the game on television was like Huddersfield Cardiff for God knows what reason. And I would have to go and find some, <laughs> some back alley Turkish stream. Back alley <laughs> Turkish streams. Are you, uh, do you get up? Do you wake up for the, for the real early ones? Or do you, do you so, try to catch a recap? Last year. Okay. So last year I was last season, I was still living in my parents' place. So if they were on television, I would just PVR it. But I don't pay for cable anymore now that I'm living with with my partner because that's a scam, Uh, and I'm not old. Uh, I love you both, Mom and Dad, very much. But (laughs) I'm not old, and so I don't have cable, and so I can't PVR it. So, no, I don't usually get up for the really early ones, but I might this year because I'm not going to have any other way to watch it. So so I'm I'm up. I think I PVR'd one, and it's even worse because I've – it's not. They're not six o'clock games. They're five o'clock games for me. Oh yeah, which, that's right. And uh, but I just, I just hate that if I'm going to PVR, I just I have to basically disconnect because even though no one's talking to me about about it, I've got if if I touch Instagram, I get notifications from everything on my phone. You just have to leave the phone uh, alone. Yeah, and then I'm just like, I'm st- I'm stressed. I I, I like to. I like to check the scores of the other games during the game because the game stresses me out. I like to check my fantasy um, team too. Exactly, yeah. And, and like um, halftime becomes a nightmare without a phone nowadays. Yeah. And so yeah, I've had I've had some tough, tough mornings watching watching Spurs. My 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 girlfriend's very supportive but not into it, so she'll just be so confused. And uh, there'll, there'll be nights where, like, if, if I'm having, like, mates over and um, we've got a fairly high-stress job, so there's a, there's still some unwinding going on on Friday night. So if it's a 5 o'clock game, like, there's a decent chance I'm, I'm putting in a, a quick nap before, <laughs> before Spurs play. And that just shoots your whole Saturday because if you're if, – if you're going to bed properly at 7.30 in the morning because – you're, 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 the lads have finally finished playing. Like, your whole day shot. Oh, yeah, you're done. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and my girlfriend's getting out of bed at a normal time. And she's like, all right, you want to hang out? Let's go about our day. And it's like, no. Ah, sorry, I'm on hour two of sleep here. I got to 
I'm going I'll see you at four o'clock. I'm going back like to that. bed. Yeah, I'm going yeah, back. And there, to bed. there, there is, there is a couple, couple nights like after, after a Sawyer show that's that's gone real well, where I'm just like, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna sleep. It's just gonna be so painful to wake up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ride this out, make myself a, make myself a, an English fry up while I'm, while I'm, um, a little buzzed, waiting for the game and and ready to roll. Yeah, so that's something I've got to navigate because, like, this is I'm I'm living with my girlfriend, and it's it's gonna be like a very a very fever pitch situation where like she hasn't really she hasn't really met me until she's living with me, and I'm getting up at seven in the morning to watch wars. For sure. Well, there was so there was two like big culture, three big culture shocks for her. There was one that she was rattled like she would be she would wake up. And she's like, how is your day ruined at seven in the morning on a, on a Saturday? Like, why are you so upset already? I'm like, ah, Spurs blew it. Like, I'm sorry. And then uh, once hockey season started, she was, she was pretty rattled as well. Because I find, like, if you're a – because it's a little more – like, there, there are more major events in a hockey game than a, a soccer game. There's more opportunity for – for groaning, moaning, and, and outbursts, etc. So she was rattled by that, and I think what really was the was the cherry on top is there. There was an uh, October day that um, October Saturday Spurs blew a game in the morning. Jets lost a, a weird East Coast afternoon game, and then oh. Dodgers went deep in the World Series and and blew a game. And she's just like, so you've just spent like twelve hours watching sports. And all of them have made you sad. <laughs> it's like, why are you even a sports fan anymore? I mean, I I wonder sometimes as well. It's like, what am I? What am I doing? I'm a Tampa fan, but, and like, I just got it for weeks and weeks and weeks when they blew it. Because like the whole time, I'm like, listen, like they are the best team. Like stats say they are the best team, but like things happen in the playoffs, and like. Whatever happens in the playoffs, it doesn't stop the fact that Tampa was by far and away the best team this season, and like and yeah, they, then they, they get swept by shit house Columbus, and oh, it's a mess. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's being a sports fan is it's it's so weird, and I mean to tie it back to to music. If I don't know if you had any plans of talking about any music on this music radio show absolutely <laughs> like, not absolutely not <laughs> i think it's becoming more prevalent that that punks and the emos are into sports again i know like when we were younger it was such a like jocks versus versus freaks type of deal um but i know i i, I it's it's nice that you can talk about sports with other punks and stuff now uh, yeah yeah it's like it's super cool like knowing the fans like like, bands like basement are fans of that and like there's an there's like an entire like punk and emo baseball fandom going around and like for sure it's great and i was i was listening to uh lad dispute on a podcast and they were talking about it it was either them or like make doing man or something like that they were talking about how like hockey is for sure the most punk rock sport ever and things like that and i just love how like that's in the conversation now yeah and um because i know like a lot of the a, a big appeal to the subculture when you, when you're a kid is like yeah you know you, you don't necessarily jive with 
with all the all the trappings of mainstream popular culture but there's two there had i think been in the past too often a uh, a need to feel like you got to reject everything and you can't enjoy any of it just because because the some dickhead at your high school with a with a varsity jacket was a big big hockey fan like i think it, why why not enjoy it like why not why not get into it so i love how music starting to embrace sports a little bit now yeah i definitely agree and it's a it's a comfy feeling of like to be able to spend to be able to spend an hour and a half talking anguish footy with you <laughs> on what is ostensibly like an emo show is like awesome like i'm in i'm in on that that's fun i have a good time thinking about that yeah it's it's been a blast to you because it's 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 fun to get to do it in such a expanded format instead of i mean usually usually you get to talk if you talk soccer with someone who's just like okay so why do you watch it and why is this team good and why do you like this team and you're like given such a such an uh, abbreviated version so it's nice to be able, like these are my full fully formed thoughts about about the sport uh this year and, and yeah it's been been nice to get some of these uh things off my chest talk about how good i think ben chilwell is talk about how funny kyle walker is talk about um, your missing of kieran trippier yeah yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta give some props to some non three lines players, just just so people don't think I'm completely, I don't have uh, exclusive affinities for that team only. Uh, who's good? Who are good players? Talk to De Bruyne. He's good. KDB he's is amazing. Mosala, uh, obviously very good. Oh, uh, huge! Oh, and and uh, Sadio Mane, unbelievable player. Yep. Um, gave. Gave the props to Virgil. Uh, huge props to Bernardo Silva. I think he's unbelievably underrated. Well, I mean, he's fairly highly rated, but I still think it's a little understated how how good he is. Uh, Moise Keane's going to be sick, Italian kid. Can we talk? Can we talk about my boy, Gilfie Sigurdsson? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the Iceman. I love him. I'm wearing his jersey right now. So I was like, it's funny. I was I was getting dressed for uh, for work this morning, and and uh, the, the bosses are on vacation, so I haven't come near a suit this week. And um, I was like, oh, I'm going on the I'm I'm going to do a soccer show tonight. Should I throw on throw on some some Spurs gear? But I don't have much because this stuff's so hard to find. It very expensive. I like, no, I got to save it for tomorrow because I'm. Um, uh, my my coworker, one of her dear friends, is a is a, he's I guess uh, very misinformed about what good football is. So he's a Gunners fan. So I might oh. run into him at, at post work drinks tomorrow. So I gotta I gotta be ready. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. If if there's anyone walking around downtown Edmonton tomorrow evening who's who's uh, into the into the beautiful game, they'll see the uh, they'll see the fighting cock uh, proudly displayed across my chest tomorrow. So what a logo! <laughs> it's the best. It is my favorite. It is literally just like a bunch of lads being a bunch of lads. Like that is a beer league <laughs> hockey team logo. 
absolutely. I'm, I'm seriously surprised that like there isn't some weirdo on Spurs who wears number 69 every single year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like it's it stands out. Like the crest is just such a popular popular theme amongst the Premier League, and and this couldn't be further from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Uh, so two last things. One, how is your how is your fantasy team looking? All right, let me. It's I honestly I haven't really fiddled with it. You got to get Sonny uh, out of there. I know. You got to just just I sub in Lucas. Just sub in Lucas and spend which, that. Which, which what I was thinking. I can I can barely remember my team. I'm gonna pull it up right now, and uh, and and shout out it quick. Uh, that, that's what I'm thinking of doing. I think that the, the hardest part for me, um, the hardest part for me still is like figuring out. Oh, it makes me re-log in every time in such a such an annoying fashion. But like, so you've got Ederson he, Ederson at the back. You got your boy Ben Chilwell and uh, yeah. a, AWB. Uh, you've got Kelly from Crystal you have Palace AWB as well. Yeah, you do. You got you got Kelly from Crystal Palace, which is like, what are you doing? And Simpson from Bournemouth, <laughs> which is a double. What are you doing? Uh, you've got Bernardo, which is a solid pick. Sadio Mane, which is a solid pick, and your lad Madison. But you've also got Sonny, who isn't going to play for the first two games. Yeah. And then you got Kane and Callum, and then your be- bench is uh, Reed, Grealish, and Origi. So like, just you can you can create funds. Oh, and P- Heaton. So turn that Heaton into a four zero because he's never going to play. You're going to play Ederson every <laughs> Ederson every single week. So yeah. don't. And then, like, turn every single one of those guys into a minimum, right? So Reed is fine, but turn like Grealish into like a minimum four-five guy. Turn him, turn him into Leander Dendonker on on Wolves. He plays every week. He's comfy. He's four-five. You're good. <laughs> and then turn Origi into like I don't know Connor Wickham or some nonsense, and reinvest that money in your defense because starting Kelly and Simpson every week is just gonna make you <laughs> sad. I promise, dude. I, I, I defense I struggle with. I got pretty greedy with my midfield, especially. Um, Callum Wilson's gonna be my steal. That's a good one. Solid year, yeah. That's a good Um, one. I while we were talking about this entire thing, I subbed. I I changed Abba out for Kane. As you should, man. As as you should. If you say it's healthy, the boots is. I gotta. I what? I think my name's. uh, What is it? Venus and Spurs this year. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's the old. You should uh, you should join my mini league. You should join my mini league. I will. I will. So and this so is it's, that, that was an old, uh, old velvet Venus and Furs was an old velvet underground song. But I should give props. It was first like an I think an erotic novel. Nice. Which was of course right up the velvet underground's alley. So I. I mean, I mean I, you can just. I, 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 that's I want to good. put on the record that my reference is to the song and whatever is contained in the erotica, I'm not really aware of. So Fair. That's not what I'm identifying with. But I know last year, because uh, the group was the pity party when me and you just did a, right. a casual thing, and I, just, I my, my team's name was the, the shitty party. But and it blocked they it out. It. it wasn't they, allowed. Yeah, I, was, I was stunned. It was brutal. I was so sad because I thought it was so funny. I logged in when you joined, and I laughed. I'm like, that's a funny name. And then the next week, it was just a bunch of stars, and I'm like, well, that's just the most disappointing. Do they do they let you do uh, characters? Like, can I can I throw the asterisk down to revive the shitty party name? Maybe. 
Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I'll send you. I'll send you the code. But anybody who wants to join this league in the official uh, fantasy Premier League uh, app or whatever game, the the pri- It's a private league, and the code is I M V Y E B. And I'm gonna send you the text with the with the actual like code or whatever, so that way you can just do it yourself. And then you go into to the leagues tab, join private league, and join up. I'm more than happy to have you in. Uh, I got some other Wolves friends that are coming in and and doing that as well. So come and play some fantasy Premier League with us and have some good times. We'll have Zach back on to talk about it at some point in time. Zach, I got one more question for you. All right. Now, normally I like to ask something funny and goofy to get your brain thinking, but uh, considering we spent the entire time talking about Premier League and soccer in general, I got to do this. How much did the Champions League loss hurt? I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. The way it happened, it wasn't just the the heart. It was, of course, the way it happened. Like Musa Sissoko from from rags to riches with the with the handball immediately, and you know they pressed and they tried, but they just couldn't get anything going. And it was it it it, it was almost surreal how quickly it got away from them. Yeah, and 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 it. it it hurt in such a different way than when I thought they were losing the city in the quarters or or IX in, in the semis because it was it was just so unbelievable that it happened so quick that they're spending the whole game chasing the game and Liverpool wasn't playing their type of football because they didn't expect it to go quite like that either and it was just such a it it hurt <laughs> it, it hurt but. I, I don't know. I was so proud of that Champions League season. Um, they were the absolute underdogs the entire time. They came yeah. back. They came back from so many. Like I, I sent you the text after the first leg of the Ajax, where I'm like, they're done. They're out. Like, book their ticket back to England. They're good. And you're like, no. Yeah, I agreed, man. Yeah, but you I, kind but of, was... you kind of. But then you're also like, I wouldn't totally count them out. And I'm like, you're psychotic. Well, for <laughs> Fernando Lorente, right? We had Fernando Lorente. We had to get out of jail three times. Oh, um, my goodness. And, the, and, the thing <laughs> and Lucas, is, Lucas. Yeah, there's almost more expectations in Champions League than there is in. Premier League because you don't have to sustain that type of football for as long. No, right? Um, what have they announced their groupings yet? No, I think it's because they're still playing for like the lower the lower league teams. Yeah, right? I think two weeks. I think I saw the the draw was like August in the teens or something like that. Oh, lucky but you! That's, that's just up. You don't have to go and play in. I have no idea. You don't have to go play in Yerevan. Armenia. No, no, we had a rough middle draw of the last year too, though, with uh, Barissa, with Dortmund, and, and Barcelona, and yeah, it was a an Inter last year as well. That was a that was a tough draw. United got uh, Roma and SBC Young Boys and stuff. Who? Okay, so that okay, so one really last question: What are you gonna miss the most from the Premier League this year? Like, what isn't gonna be in the Premier League that you are gonna miss oh, the most? Dude, no question. Kieran Trippier, it's gonna be so weird. Yeah, that's gonna be weird for dude, me. I loved I as much shit as he took. I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. I pulled so hard for him, and I, and I, like I, that's he was like the Spurs and body, like the little little engine that tried so hard. <laughs> for me, it's gonna be Jose. I'm gonna miss Mourinho. 
I yeah. Lo- I love yeah. that man with all my heart. He's so fun. <laughs> it was Spurs who knocked him out too in the in the tree nail games. I um, love him. That's tree for me. Tree yeah. for me more than anyone else combined. Oh. All right. It was so right. good Can to I have get a you last on. Word in, man? Yes. <laughs> yes. Cuz it is a music show. Yes. And I want to keep my uh, my street cred down so people still know I'm into cool music before other people are into cool music. Uh, the Big Nothing LP that came out a couple weeks ago is so sick. It's the the Pat Graham from Sprainerd and a couple other guys. I'll play some of the Mad right, right after this. I'll play, play, yeah, play some and, of that. Uh, play uh, Real Name. That's the best song. Okay. <laughs> All right, I will. And, and uh, Black Midi, that's a band that's going to be so hyped. They're this weird, weird, like, alt all like art rock band from london but they do have one like traditional 90s seisha style screamo song oh um, i just want it to be recorded that i was a black midi head before they blow up so people people, people know. still know dude my I, I have no idea where my street cred's act back in uh winnipeg punk rock i've been i've been gone for so long so i gotta make sure people remember that people uh, remember you well I mean, yeah. people can go check out. People can go check out all the old Boys Club catalog, all the Sawyer stuff. You'll be coming out with a record sometime next year, at some point in time, hopefully. And, yeah, 2020. Uh, and 2022, 2020, 2020. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait for you to be back in the city so we can go watch a footy game together at like Tav or something. Yeah, for sure, mates. All right, it was good. Good talking to you. Always a pleasure, brother. Take it easy. Okay, take care. Bye bye. in the floor